Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Uh, today we have Kat, today we have also Shaylee and Jenny here, and yours truly, Danny. And today we're going to speak about, uh, we're going to start a new, uh, uh, what, is, what is this called? Uh, I series. Like a series, uh, chapter, no, not chapter, but you know, a new series, and it's going to be uh, about how to be a follower uh, completely to Christ. And um, I wanted to start off by uh, reading uh, 1 Corinthians 6.19, um, which I love this. And it says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property? And if you guys read uh, verse 20, it says you were bought with a price. And I'm reading the AMP version in case you guys want to read it with me. It says you were bought with a price and you were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. So we can see here that the first thing that we should understand as to be a follower of Christ is not that uh, we should be, uh, I mean, I guess that's, we should be our, uh, what's it called, our, our standard. We should always try to achieve that, but it's not holiness right away. As you can see, what it says here is that what we should do is grab our bodies, uh, receive our bodies, and, and, and take care of them as a, as, as a temple and it's crazy to know this because uh, usually I, I would always tell uh, the, the youth uh, in the class that how is it that we take care of the temple a lot more than our own bodies you know like if we see somebody writing on the walls you guys say what is the first thing that you guys say if in the church if you see somebody writing on the walls right bro why are you doing that right mm -hmm. but yet we're so easy to write on ourselves with the pens and we're so easy to do stuff with, with our bodies that we shouldn't be doing and I, I was looking at this and when it says it says when, when on verse 19 when it says do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit the body, the word body comes from a, a a greek a greek word that that means slave so just just so we can understand and where we're trying to go today uh where we're trying to you know maybe uh, encounter today everything um that we're trying to speak today is is physically you know your body is supposed to be your slave uh and i'm not trying to say like you know put it out back and whip it but i'm just saying like like slave as in as in uh as in it should be doing what you want you should be its master the spirit your spirit should be its master and the spirit should be able to dictate where and how and when we do it not a slave as in the olden times but a slave as in you should it should know what you want to do and it should follow if the spirit is big enough if the spirit is powerful enough the body will follow and we have to understand this that your body should be the slave to your spirit not your spirit should be the slave uh to your flesh go ahead you want to say something yeah and literally the 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 two verses that you were just reading in 20 it says um so glorify god in your body and to glorify it means to think to clothe and to magnify god's name and magnify means to make his name greater to make it seem not make it seem but like make it known like okay i'm smaller no, actually, it's the other way around. God is made larger so I can become smaller, mm -hmm. meaning that um, if somebody sees what I'm wearing, if somebody sees what I'm, I'm doing with my physical appearance, which we're, what we're talking about, then it's going to be evident to them. And then I was just thinking about about it like in a in a literal form, like if you tell somebody or somebody tells you like, hey, can you take care of this for a while? Um, you're going to make sure number one is taken care of or number two, giving back to them in a way better um, shape shape form whatever the case is than what they gave it to you and that's exactly how god is with us he says like hey like hey this body is you know for you to live you have free will but at the same time remember that it's not yours like i'm the one giving it to you and at the end of at the end when you know when we meet with jesus christ he's gonna be like okay what did you do with this what did you do with that right because it's not ours and then i just started to think like how um our physical appearance is so important and we don't speak about it a lot we mostly like 
um, focus on the soul and the spirit, which is also very important. But we have to remember that we are like human beings. And um, when we look at people, like I look at Shaylee and she's wearing a black shirt. I look at Jenny and she's wearing earrings. Like I don't see your guys' minds, what you guys think, or I don't see your guys' hearts, right? But you know, the Bible says that only God knows our our hearts and then a lot of the times we like to use that verse and try to like defend it and say like oh like you cannot judge me because only God knows my heart but in reality like your physical appearance what you say what you do what you wear it all really matters because you're giving like a like an image of number one Jesus and number one and number two God you know like making sure like okay God I'm glorifying your name making you seem bigger and then when people think like hey like why do you dress so modestly like why do you choose out of the hottest day to like you know still wear like um, clothes that are modest, I guess you can say. Then you get to see, then you get to say like, okay, like I am, you know, number one Christian. I I rather you know be. Um I don't want to say conservative because, you know, there's a time for everything. But, like, you know, I respect God so much or have so much rever reverence for the Lord that this is how I want to be because I know this is what pleases Him. Right. You get me? You know what I was going to tell you? I think the, 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 the question should be before you do anything with, between his clothes, anything, what you put on your body, what you dress like, what, you, what type of makeup you put is... Anything, anything. I think even the haircut is, does this glorify God in any way or shape or form? Yeah. And I think that's what we have to understand. Like, I love the fact that you said that, that how you look is how people, like, see you, right? Like, for example, if you go to a job interview wearing a tuxedo, like, they're not going to applaud you. Yeah. Even though it's super fancy, you're going to be like, all right, this is a joke to you, right? You're not going to go with the full blast tuxedo. Or you're not going to go with the silky dress with the pearl. You're right. It doesn't make any sense, right? You have to go according to what it is. And what God wants us to do is worship him, uh, glorify him. So everything you choose should be, the question should be is, does this somehow glorify God? Yes, go ahead and do it. No, maybe let it, you know, let it sit in the back burner. Go ahead. Yeah, and what you guys are saying is like really interesting because because that's something like we all, we all struggle with and I 100% agree with what Kat was saying. She was saying that a lot of people um, try to try to say like, "Oh, but God doesn't look at at how I dress. God doesn't care of Oh my gosh, like the other day I saw a TikTok and it was sorry. It was saying um, some girl was wearing like I'm not judging her, but it's just like But a little bit. Yeah, like <laughs> there's a time for everything. This girl, she wore she wore sweats. She wore a whole like a tracksuit of like sweats to church and she was like and she wore like Ugg slippers and then and then she was like, "Oh, I'm like going to church." And God, and she was basically like saying like God doesn't care how you come to church just come which is like true like at first at first it's gonna be hard um it's gonna be hard understanding like oh but why do i have to dress this certain way like mm -hmm. god god doesn't care about that but just a verse to kind of back that up it's that it's in romans 12 12 2 and it says don't become like the people of this world instead change the way you think then you will always be able to determine what God really wants, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. Oh, you're done? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, you know, I actually like that you guys are saying this is because when I think of the people outside or when I think of like, okay, let me let me talk to someone about the Bible because they're, they're in need or something, um, they, need, they need of help or they, they need in word. And I tend to remember that these people, they need help from us, not only because they don't read the Bible, 
because they don't read the Bible, it's because they're reading us instead. I saw, I forgot how it's like said in, on TikTok. It's just like, oh, people don't verse. read the Bible, they read you. There's a verse. And, uh, Can you look here, Matthew? Yeah, it says, it yeah. says uh, you guys are open letters, but go. go. Yes, go, yes. Go, go, go. And so we need to re re remember that because these people that, that, uh, that are that are not um, in faith or not followers of Christ, and we claim to be Christians, we claim to be followers of Christ, they look at us and they actually observe every single action that we do. They observe how we act, how we talk, um, how we speak, yeah, how we talk and how we speak. And actually there's a verse in second, um, 1 Peter 2, 12, um, and it says, people who don't believe are living all around you. They may say that you are doing wrong, so live such good lives that they will see the good you do. And they will give glory to God on the day he comes. This is actually um, a, a crazy verse to say because of, of the fact, like, let's say we are going through through something in our lives. And, like, and being Christian is actually really hard. Like, it's not... Uh, rainbows and unicorns is actually going through trials and if they see that if you're going um, through bad situations and you're over here still praising God and you're over here still doing right act, right actions because the people of the world they say they tend to blame their actions and their their physical behaviors because oh it's because you don't know my past mm -hmm. I've been through so much like I could I do this and this and this and this now you know because of my past I do this but us be, when they see us be and we have the past that we have, or we have um, the present of what we're going through right now, and we're still trying to do good deeds, we're still giving God the glory, um, they're like, wow, it changes their lives. And as this verse says, that they will eventually go to God. They will eventually like say, oh, you have got you have um you have bad things coming to you but you still praise god and you're still happy i want that type of happiness mm -hmm. i want that type of love i want to find that and so they would actually try to find god after that this, uh, the, just so just so i can like wrap everything up that mm -hmm. you said it's second corinthians 3 1 it says why are we beginning again to tell you all these good things about ourselves it says do we need letters of introduction to you or from you like some other people now second corinthians 3 2 says now you yourselves are letters written on our hearts and it is known and read by all people so just exactly what you said right mm -hmm. whatever you write on your heart is what you express outside even the bible says that out of the abundance of your heart your mouth speaks yes. so so just now let's let's go your your heart is part of your physical body right mm -hmm. yeah. so for example if like i love what you said right like people see what you do for example if you cuss mm -hmm. at work What's the first thing they're gonna say? Do they, do they believe that you're Christian? No. Nah. The first thing is like, like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 really, you know, since we're doing construction, I get a lot of people in out, and they go, oh, I'm Christian too. And then there's a bad word coming into them, and I'm like, you're Christian, but you don't know Christ, right? But and I'm not judging. I'm just telling you, like, what type of what type of letter of recommenda recommendation would that be? If you're trying to get a job, and you say, hey, you know, Layla, Layla can be my recommendation. She has to talk good things about you, not be like, look, Shaylee, she's a little bit. She's a little bit lazy, or Danny. You know, she's he can't get everywhere because you know he's a little bit too big. That's just, that's just not the point. The, the point is that that we have to look good outside as well and speak good and look good. And I was gonna tell you guys that that there's a verse. I think I lost it to be honest, but um, it's Matthew uh, five twenty nine. It says, "If your right eye makes you sin, take it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than to have your whole body thrown into hell." And if you guys read twenty nine and thirty and go on, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to point this out because it's so important. 
that we stop looking at, at, a, at our physical appearance, like something we have to love, even though you guys do have to love yourself, that's not what I'm saying, but you guys don't have, it doesn't have to cause you temptation. Like for example, if, if, uh, if, if you indulge yourself in looking uh, a certain way, it tells you here, do not make it, do not make it into a sin. Cause if your right eye makes you sin. So let, let's just say if you have a beautiful arm and you want to show it off and you're causing temptation to everybody else, would that be a right a, a, a thing to, to show off and everything? No, right? It would be a better way to just be like, I, I'm not saying go cut your arm off. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think I've said okay. this before. I'm just trying to say be prudent about how you do it, how you show it, where you show it. Uh, you know, if you're at home and you wear short shorts and nobody can see you, perfect, sure. beautiful. Uh, you know, if you're chiseled, uh, you know, like guy and you wear sh you're shirtless around your house and you know your sister, your mom is there, perfect. But you're not gonna go outside and change the car oil, you know, without a short, you know, not a shirt. I'm just saying about about girls, right? Uh, about guys, sorry. But I'm just saying like what I'm trying to tell you guys is your physical body is also has has to be taken care of. Because this world, what it wants you to, wants you to do is wants to corrupt your body as well. It wants to just tell you, oh, do you have you know beautiful this? Show it off. Oh, show the world why why are you hiding it from them. So, guys, like I said, if it causes you to sin, do not use it. Do not wear it. Do not do it as as you want to. I think Kat was first. Kat, yeah. Um, sometimes like the good things, like as in taking care of ourselves, can be good, but there's actually like dangers to it, and it also depends like where you're like seeking for it. Because I know right now, like, the number one thing trending is, like, how to be, like, a clean girl, have, like, a whole down routine, you know, a whole routine down for myself. Or, like, or guys to, like, some guys go from, like, being, like, harsh boys into, like, soft boy era and, you know, stuff like that. And, and, and you know, you, like, you see this, which is very good, you know, because they're, they're disciplined. They go to the gym. They do this. They do that, right? But there's, like, a difference in, like... Um, and like self-care that the world likes to portray because the self-care they portray is actually like self-indulgement. Um, I hope I said that. Indulgent, sorry, self-indulgent. And it's actually when you like give in to your passions, like if you see something you like or you want to go do something, like you just say, hey, I want that, I'm gonna go do it now because this is what I want. But, and that's what they really like to portray outside. And then I would think of like all the times in the Bible it said, um, where Jesus, you know, number one, we forget that he's like human and he gets tired. Like he performed miracles. Um, he once was like resting at a, at a, how do you say, pozo de agua? Well, at a well. And a Samaritan woman comes up to him, right? And he was tired, you know, like he was, he was by himself, you know, trying to catch a break from performing miracles and, you know, healing people and stuff like that. And then he goes and, you know, he helps out this Samaritan woman. But that just comes to show like sometimes, um, us, Jesus understands that we're like tired most of the time, that we are weary and that, you know, after doing like, and you know, weary is like a, a huge immense of like tiredness after doing so much labor. And, you know, sometimes we think like, no, I have to like persevere and, you know, I have to keep going and going and going, but you know, God knows our limits. And he says like, okay, you can rest sometimes, you know, like it's good for you to rest. And, like, all right, when it's time for you to like wake up and keep moving, then he, you know, he'll like tap us on the shoulder like he did with Elijah, be like, all right, I gave you food, I gave you rest, time to get up and continue, right? And I was just thinking of that because um, Jesus, he, 
he was out there and the Bible says that he would go out to desolate places and those desolate places were was where like he would um, number one come back from like long trips with like all his disciples and stuff and he would go out to these desolate places which are um, empty places where there's no one to be found it's just him and when he was tired the first thing that he would go do was go pray and that is just like beautiful to think of because when we're tired what is the first thing we want to do we want to go to our bed we want to go to Netflix we want to go on Instagram we want to go on TikTok and many of the things that we do see are very contagious um, contaminate us as well and instead of like taking care of ourselves we're doing the opposite not taking care of ourselves and like actually taking a break and we can say prayers like for our soul and our spirit but that's where it gets important because um it starts from the inside. It starts from the interior to the exterior, right? So if you're taking care of yourself um, spiritually, um, you know that's going to be evident on the outside. And just to like back myself up, it says in Luke 5, 12 to 16, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And then Mark 1, 35 to 39, it says, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. So this is like the self-care we should be doing, right? When we're tired, let's go and pray. When, um, you know, we had a long day of work, we had a long day of school, maybe we should, you know, lay in our bed and, you know, talk to God. Like, we think, like, we should, um, obviously we should always have respect for the Lord, but when there's, like, times you want to talk to him as a friend, he's there to listen to you as a friend. And he even talks back to you as if you were his friend, too. Like, that's where, that's where that self-care is, like, evident. You know, and that's just um, something that we should like focus on because self-care, quote unquote, that the world gives is like, no, you need to have a routine. You need to do this. You need to fulfill yourself in this and that. But no, it's like different. And you know what I gather of what you say is that when the world is telling you that, oh, you need to do self-care and everything, it's always like, oh, I need to solve my own problems. I need to do this to myself. I need to make myself look good. But where is God in that situation? Where are you putting God? Are you putting God last and you're putting yourself first? What you need to do is be humble and go to God and let Him control you. Let Him guide you and not you yourself. Not you like, oh, I can do this on myself. I, I've been through pain in the past and I can handle pain in the future. Or I need to act this way because I, I want to look this way to other people. It's just, no, it's what you need to look um you need to look how you look for how can i say that you need to please of uh the eye of the lord and not the eye of the man mm -hmm. and then so in two chronicles 217 chronicles did i say that right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> second chronicles yeah. 217 <laughs> it says if my people who are called by my name humble this humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So what I gather here is that first, we need to come to our, the Lord and humble ourselves. And by humbling yourselves, you're surrendering to God and saying, okay, God, it's no longer me. It's no longer me self-caring. It's no longer me going through my own pain, going through my own struggles. It's now God, you guide me. You are the one giving me strength. You are the one um, leading me to the path. And then now it says, pray and seek the the Lord. So now you are praying to him. Like uh, me, I am an overthinker to the max. I will literally grab literally any little situation and I will overthink it. And I'm like, bro, is and then this is going to happen and that's going to happen. Or what if she or he thinks this or what if I am an overthinker? I'm overthinking. And 
And every single time I do that, I catch myself, I'm like, no, actually, you know what? It's not what I think or how I want to resemble myself to the people. It's how I want to look in front of God. It's like, if God, do I please your eyes instead of pleasing the, the, the people? Um, am I doing what delights in you? Am I acting right in you and not what I think is right? And so now it's saying, seek the Lord. And so now after you pray and after you give your... Uh, um, tell God, okay, I need help in this and this and this, or I want to do this and this and this, but he's the one guiding you and, and, um, yeah, he's the one guiding you. You now read his word because reading his word, then he responds to you because you're not going to get answers back if you don't read the word. Like you're like, if you, if you just pray, you're just telling, oh God, I want this. I want this. I want this. Oh, it's me, me, me. But when you're reading the word, you're allowing God to talk to you back. It's mm -hmm. not like a, it's not like a genie word. Like, okay, let me open up Proverbs. Um, or let me skim through the Bible and see which, what God wants for me. It's like, no, if you actually dedicate yourself, like, um, if I was like, oh, I actually, I want to read Matthew today or I feel like reading Proverbs for wisdom I feel like reading Psalms for to see how David uh, how David was you know um, it's God actually talks to you back through your prayers and you're like ah that was my situation when when I'm overthinking I'm like oh actually you were right God I shouldn't have thought this but I should have thought this instead and he he um, this is what you have to do and then after doing all this then he will actually forgive your sins and he will heal your land he will heal everything mm. that you have he will heal your heart he will heal your mind heal your mind I mean because we tend to listen to our hearts a lot um, but our heart is uh, deceiving um, we shouldn't listen to our hearts and we shouldn't even listen to our mind either because our thoughts our thoughts are in are, are bad. Our thoughts lead us to death. And we should ask for a metanoia and a change of mind through the Lord. I don't know if anyone wants to. Yeah. Dude, I was gonna tell you that everything you guys you guys said, it's it's so it's so important that we understand that that just because you have these urges or just because you want to do these things, it's not like that you're bad, right? Mm -hmm. Either, right? Like these things are normal. Right, I was I was talking to uh, when we went to Sacramento. I was talking to uh, the, the guy who was driving Eric that, that was driving with us, and he he, he was telling me he, he was telling me, he asked me some stuff about sin, and then, you know as I was talking to him, I was I was I was slowly understanding when when Paul says and uh, um, no no when when Jesus says stay awake and pray for your strength against temptation, your spirit wants to do what's right but your body is weak. It's Matthew twenty six forty one, and I, I was I was seeing how your spirit wants to do the right thing, right? Like your spirit inside knows what's right. Yet your body turns around into something else, right? And I, I was also, I was also like applying it to myself, and I always like to apply everything to myself first before I even, uh, you know, expose it or anything. What, what I gotta say? And I was thinking, I was like, you know, like, it, like for example, like in the, in the, in just in the simple ways. Like for example, when you have to wake up early, like you know, you have to wake up early. And what does your body tell you? Because of course, because of inertia and you're tired, you're like, I don't want to get up. And, and I get it. I get it. Everybody goes through this, right? And, and and yet, yet, it's scientifically proven that if you do not wake up in the next five minutes, you will go back to sleep and you'll be drowsy for the rest of the day. And and and, and it's crazy because and I look at it and I was like, this is exactly what God is is saying. Just now we have to apply it spiritually, right? If our spirit doesn't win every single every single every single battle against our body, our body won't be accustomed to follow the spirit. So so Danny, what are you trying to say? So your body should be accustomed to following what is right. And that's why I was I was explaining. Uh, every, every, I think all of you guys hit amazing points. And I, it all goes back to this. Does, is your body used to following your spirit or is your body used to following your soul? Uh, and that's that's just 
I think that's just like the biggest question, right? If you want to be a follower of Christ, your body needs to follow your spirit. And and not only does your spirit have to follow, uh, not only does your body have to follow your spirit, and your spirit has to follow the Holy Spirit. You also have to understand that your spirit can also be led by something else. So, for example, uh, I love what Kathy said that, you know, um, you you express from the inside out, and which is honestly beautiful and spot on. But also, if you're following something wrong, don't expect for your outsider looking to look amazing. You have to look good inside in order to look out good outside. So I was I wanted I just wanted to make sure that we, that we understand is that being physically a follower of God also entails of you going through like almost like a like a regimen. You know, you guys don't know what a regimen is or no? no. Like a regimen is like a uh, like for example like a military. Mm. Like what happens at four in the morning? Ba, ba, da, ba, 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 oh. Like like, and they don't have a choice yeah. whether oh no, I'm gonna sleep for fifteen minutes like we most all or you know we have like forty five alarms in the next ten minutes you know like they don't have those things it's a regimen and what do they do they wake up and what do they, do they just go and you know get on TikTok no they turn around they get up they do their beds they make sure they're showered they make sure their teeth are brushed make sure they're like it's a, a regimen is something that a uh, regimen is like it's like a it's like a routine routinely even though they don't want to do it and what happens when the this uh these soldiers come out of the out of the trenches and come to the you know th to the world they still wake up at four in the morning they still make their bed they still make sure they're clean shaven they still dress nice they're still upright and they're probably making you breakfast and you don't even know about it <laughs> like, like you see what i'm saying like it's a regimen that they do so danny how can i become a follower of christ the regimen that you put your body in is important what do you do when you first wake up is the first thing you you you, you do you you listen to peso pluma <laughs> uh, it's true because some people would like to wake up by that or, or you know or when you go to the gym what are you blasting into your ears you, you know like what do, what do you what do you put into your ears because even though when you go to the gym like you kind of like zone out it's still feeding what's inside of you so yeah you might be angry and you might be buff but how's your body's not following your spirit so we have to understand uh we have to understand understand that that is that is the, the importance of of uh of, um, of of being a follower of Christ. Also, I was gonna tell you guys that there's there's a verse in Timothy that uh, that I wish I can I wish I had it honestly, but uh, it says that working out working out your body brings little uh, gain, but working your spirit comes with much gain. And I was gonna tell you guys that that's how important we have to understand that this is this is the body part is important, but it's not as important as your spiritual part, the spiritual aspect. Like the the, the body will follow, I think, I don't know if I told you, said, said it here, but your body's like a carriage, right? Like like wherever, whoever wins between the soul and the, and the, and the spirit, usually the carriage will follow. And that's what we have to understand. And like, for example, I'm guessing Timothy was a young guy. I'm guessing he was a very good looking man. And, you know, he took up on working out. And, you know, Paul said, hey, 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 don't forget. It's beautiful for you to be in the gym, but don't forget to also spend time reading the Bible, having a time with God. And it's in, uh, where is it? First, First Timothy, Timothy 4, 4 8. Uh, 8. And it says, for physical training is of some value. Look, it's not nothing value, some value. It says, but godliness and spiritual training is the value in everything and in every way, since it holds promise for the present life and for the life of, uh, to come. So what I, what I want to tell you guys with this, and I think I want to finish off with this, so we can under, so we can understand is, is look the the physical value that you give your body today is not just uh, you know so it can burn and it can go back to being dust. No, no, no. Your training 
for something that's come to come. And, and that's what I want you guys to understand. It's not like, oh, you know, I can be completely, you know, uh, I can eat, you know, whatever, how many times I want. And I'm, you know, I can be unhealthy. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going to take this body with me. No, no, no. It's important that whatever God gives you, you must take care of it. And you must give it in a better form. Even if he just turns it into dust, your regimen, your training will be done. Just like, just like the, uh, Tim, 1 Timothy 4, 8 says. It says, uh, going to the gym, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, go, you know, physical, physical training is good for you, but spiritual training is even better. So the physical thing is amazing, but also don't forget your spiritual training. Okay, guys, we've gone to an end. I feel like I've been speaking for the last 25 minutes, uh, but nobody wants to say anything anymore. So God bless you guys. I'll see you guys uh, next Wednesday. Remember, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. And yeah, see you guys then. Take care. Bye-bye.